0: A happy marriage is better than a trillion dollars. Learn why, next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry.
1: Greetings, everyone. Recently, a famous female movie star who had had five or six marriages and and many affairs discussed that somewhat and said, uh, she's made the public statement that love is nothing and that, of course, she was talking about romantic love, and it was just nothing after all of that. It didn't make her happy in the way she thought it would. And she, because she was breaking inexorable laws, invisible laws, that can cause us to have a very bad marriage or multiple marriages or a very good, great, fantastic marriage. There was also another example of a billionaire who said that uh, he would give all of his fortune just for one happy marriage, just one. Now, I'll tell you this, one happy marriage is far greater to you and to all of us, we can prove that, than a billion or a trillion dollars. It truly is, but there are, again, inexorable laws that are there that are invisible that people cannot see. But you can take all that money and you cannot buy a happy marriage. Isn't that amazing that we have lived all these years and we cannot find a happy marriage in many of the marriages that we see today? Herbert Armstrong proved that you can have just a mind-boggling, wonderful marriage, the most wonderful marriage you could imagine, if you will do what his booklet said, and it was based, of course, on the Bible. But let me read a quote to you from his book, Why Marriage? And we'll send it to you for nothing. At the end of this program, all of our literature, of course, is free. But notice this quote. He said, There can be no more wonderful physical blessing in this mortal human life than a happy marriage, based on true love, honor, integrity, and faithfulness, especially when there are growing children to love, care for, teach, and rear in the nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he asked, can you grasp this colossal truth? Quite a question. Now when I say inexorable I'm, uh, laws, I'm talking about uh, laws that produce results. Blessings are curses, really. But I wanted to give you a quote so you clearly understand what I mean. Inexorable, according to Webster's dictionaries, means that cannot be influenced by persuasion or entreaty. Number two, that cannot be altered or checked. They are laws. You can't ALTER them. You can't check them. You can't stop them. That's what we're talking about. There are laws, there are rules to keeping and having a happy marriage. So I want to just go over that booklet today and talk to you about it and give you some of the highlights. And hopefully get you to order it if you don't have it, because it it is telling us exactly how we can have a magnificent, supremely outstanding marriage and family. But it's all right there in your own Bible, and you can prove it from the Old Testament and the New Testament, and most of all, you can prove it from your own life. If you'll do what this booklet directs you to do, which is again based on the Bible, it will. You can prove that to yourself, and you can prove it by just doing it and having it. And it's just the greatest thing you can have in this life. It truly is. He says at at the beginning of this book, and it will. Our marriage is on the way out and he wanted to talk about, well, the, what, what about the ORIGIN of marriage? Do you know anything about the ORIGIN of marriage? Uh, this, uh, all of this is very REVEALING, and I'm te- what I'm telling you, frankly, is overlooked by science and religion and education of this society. It really is, over- just overlooked and this is more in depth than you can imagine that's why i'd like you just have to get the book and you have to read it and study it but i tell you it will inspire anybody on this earth that really reads it and studies it with an open mind i declare that to you now marriages are not only breaking up today but the the custom of the uh, itself is being seriously questioned, and I'm sure sixty or seventy years ago nobody would have questioned that institution of marriage, but they're doing it today. Is it on the way out? Now, does marriage really serve a purpose? Oh, it does, and again, beyond what you can even imagine, it surely does. And here's what Mr. Armstrong wrote. How then did the institution of marriage originate? Strange as it may seem, notice this strange as it may seem, the authorities, quote unquote, the psychologists, the sociologists, the doctors, the scientists, the educators, do not know. They don't know. And the rank and file of these authorities accept the theory of evolution. Now, this is a shocking statement, though. What do you mean that these authorities they don't know the origin of marriage? Now, isn't that shocking? They don't even know where it began, and it all gets back to their evolutionary theory. That uh, well, that takes away the uh, the truth about the origin of marriage. It just simply destroys it, and they're never going to know what the origin of marriage is until they get away from the THEORY of evolution. The Bible discusses when and why marriage began. It tells you all about it, and you can see it very clearly. But Mr. Armstrong just said, Well, look what I'd like you to do-he's not trying to force anybody to do anything. But he said, I would just like you to consider this subject. He just strongly says this is the colossal truth of the Bible! And yet people don't understand this. They don't even know where it originated, and that is strange indeed. Here's another quote. But let's face it, let's be honest with the question, isn't it a bit irrational that science has NEVER never proved the theory of evolution, yet believes it as a faith. Is that true? Well, you KNOW it is if you know anything about the, uh, that scholarly world. Mostly that's what they believe. Most of them believe it. And he says, And further, that science has never disproved the existence of an all-intelligent personal being, the Creator God, whose existence is proved and provable and yet with few exceptions scientists refuse even to consider the possibility of the supernatural in their postulates isn't that strange that they still have such faith in something that is a theory and will always be a theory they can never prove it and they can never disprove the existence of the creator god never can they prove that and you c- you can uh, believe that because it's very biblical. So but this is written just for those who are willing to consider it and I know there are quite a number of people that will not. I understand that. But the uh, these wonderful truths need to be understood as uh, nothing else. But I, I want to just go through some of this, and Mr. Armstrong talks about a few scriptures here where it's ex- this is explained clearly, and you don't have to in- interpret it. It's just there for anybody to see and understand. It's not difficult to understand. Notice we'll start with Isaiah 45 and verse 5. God says, I am the Lord, and there's none else. There's no God beside me, says the one quoted, Isaiah 45 and verse 5. Now that's a pretty strong statement, but he's challenging anybody that wants to take him on. He says, There is no God, verse 23, There is no God else beside me. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow. So God is before this is all over, is going to make every knee bow to that, even the atheists and the agnostics. He's gonna he says in another scripture that he's gonna break their bones and make them bow down and admit that there uh, there uh there is a God. And there is a great God that controls everything he wants to. Verses five and nine and eleven it says, declaring the end from the beginning. I am that God, he says, and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. So it's the Moffat translation that says, well, CONSIDER, CONSIDER. Let me read you verses 20 through 24 from the Moffat translation. Consider and agree that the Lord's hand has done it. That Israel's majesty has made it all. Now the eternal cries, Bring your case forward now. Jacob's scheme cries, State your proofs. Well, now that's a real challenge to those who disagree with this. Let us hear what happened in the past, that we may ponder it or show me what is yet to be, that you may watch how it turns out. Yes, let us hear what is coming, that we may be sure you are God's. Come do something or other, that we may marvel at the sight. Why, you are things of naught! You can do nothing at all!" <laughs> well, what a, what, a, what a statement from God! And if you look at the Biblical prophecies there, that was 1900 to 2500 years ago, In every major city in the world at that time, and every nation that God prophesied about, HAS COME TO PASS, EVERY SINGLE PROPHECY. So God says in Isaiah 40, and verses 15 to 18, Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. All nations before him are as nothing, they are counted to him less than nothing in vanity. To whom then shall you liken God? Well, now, those are some of the strongest statements you will ever read in your life. And uh, he just goes on to say, look, don't interpret that. Just READ it! Just read it and believe it, because it's right there in your Bible if you've proven that is God's inspired Word, which you can easily prove also. But it says, uh, the, The one quoted as our Maker reveals the overwhelming difference between animal and human reproduction. Read it. Don't interpret it. I shall not. Just consider it. And here, what here's what it says. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind and cattle after their kind. So that's the way it is. Uh, this is uh, this is not evolution. I'm telling you, if you look in your Bible, it disproves. Evolution, it really does, and yet don't most of our scholars believe the opposite? And even our religious people and our educators, but that's not what God says, and He's, He's challenging ANYBODY! He says one day He's even going to break their knees in their rebellion if they refuse to see this because it's so obvious and we need to see it through God's eyes. Verse 26 and 27 it says and God said, now uh, this is different. Here comes he's talking about man. It's different than animals. We're not animals. God says and God said, let us make man in our image. That means in the very character of God. That's that comes after just being created here. And it goes on to say after our likeness. In other words, did you know we look like God? Animals don't look like God, but WE look like God, have His features-hands, eyes, ears, all of that. Let me go on with this verse. So God created man in His own image. So this refutes the theory that, uh, that man is the highest of the animals. That's not what the Bible says, and we don't evolve from uh, some lower mammals. That did not happen! And all of this ties very in very closely to marriage and family. God is a family, and this this the word God here is Elohim, which is a, is a, a meaning has a meaning like family or church. God is a family. There there's a father and there's a son. Why why are they called the father and the son? because they're family, and they're going to bring many sons unto glory, it says. So if you look at angels, well, they don't marry. Animals don't marry. Well, no WONDER we can't find the beginning of marriage if we're just looking at animals in evolution. But angels don't marry either. The only BEINGS that marry and have families like God's is man. It's a God-plain relationship. The, the marriage is a type of the first fruits of marriage to Jesus Christ to help him rule in the world tomorrow because they get out his message today. And he's going to, or God is going to use them to share his throne and rule this world and teach them about marriage and family. That is a wonderful, wonderful truth! It's a COLOSSAL message! If ONLY we would consider it! Now, marriage being a God-plain relationship is, uh, again, just a TYPE of our marriage to Christ and the Family, of course, is uh, just a a TYPE of the very Family of God, ruled all of it over by God the Father. It's all about family, getting into God's Family. Why marriage? If you want to have a super-wonderful marriage, you need to understand this. We all do. We really do. We have an obligation to at least consider it, I think. I think we all should do that. I want to read you this statement again. There can be no more wonderful physical blessing in this mortal human life than a happy marriage based on true love, honor, integrity, and faithfulness, especially when there are growing children to love, care for, teach, and rear and nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is marriage about to become obsolete? Mr. Armstrong says, NEVER! Oh, I tell you that you will see that come true. You will see it. God has said so, and He ALWAYS brings to pass what He says, ALWAYS! He said on the contrary the only humans left in existence after God's master plan has finally worked out his purpose here below will be those made immortal and divine living for eternity in the happy blissful family union that is the life of the ever living God can you grasp this colossal truth I have given you here the greatest most precious and valuable truth you can ever know wow That's that's a STRONG statement, but you can prove it. You can prove it, but if you're a billionaire, you can't buy it. And if you're a movie star, well, you can't get it because of that. You simply cannot. It's all, you see, the very GOSPEL of God. That's what people don't understand. This IS the Good News! This IS the Gospel! of the kingdom, or family, of God, the good news! And it is the best news you could ever hear, THE best! Let me just uh, read one little paragraph here. Mr. Armstrong said, In man's potential, the very purpose of human life is that man, born again, born of God, born into the God Family, may enjoy that blessed marriage and family life in blissful happiness FOREVER. And look where it LEADS! Look what, what a glorious world tomorrow and an eternal life it gives you a blissful family life forever that is something we don't want to get away from if you look at the sex sins today all they're doing is robbing mankind of fun joy and marital bliss there that's all they're doing there are inexorable laws of how to have a blissful marriage, a happy marriage, or one that is cursed. That's thats thats a the that's brutal truth, really. God's laws, see, were set in motion to produce happiness, peace, security, and radiant joys, thrilling lives. Do you believe that? He goes on to tell you here, and you need to read that in the book, because there's so much there, but he he tells you what marital sex and uh, the uh, three beautiful and joyful purposes of it, and you don't find anybody that I talk to that knows that today and understands it. You need to read this this book that I tell you it is just jam packed with this, and it's the most colossal truth you could ever learn according to Mr. Armstrong and the Bible, and the Bible it brings stability to not only to families that is the even this even sex but it brings stability to the whole nation and the whole world and it is going to do that shortly whether we like it or not it's going to happen and we're going to want to be very happy but you see he go Mr Armstrong talks about the sex appeal uh centers in the face and the mind and the heart and the intangible romance between two compatible sweethearts for life. It's about the mind. It centers in the mind and the face, and who believes that today? But if you want this uh, supremely happy marriage, you, need, you must understand this. They, these are inexorable laws. God designed sex in humans to express love in marriage, the love embraced, the love caressed, the ardent love talk of husbands and wives, each telling the other that he or she is the most dear, the most darling, the most precious person on Earth. Bind two people increasingly together as their life together goes forward. Well, have you ever heard any better news than that? I tell you. That is wonderful. Revelation nineteen seven says, "Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready." You see, that marriage is a type of our marriage to Jesus Christ, the first fruits marriage to Jesus, marriage to Jesus Christ. And if you notice, in going back to Genesis one and verse twenty six, it says, "Let us." make man in our image. You see, again, that's the word God is the word Elamim, which means, uh, really, a, a family. God is going to build the character in us, the very character of God, so we can be born into His family and have the most joyful relationship that human beings will ever be able to have today. And and then you'll have it for ALL eternity, and it'll be even far greater. That's our future if we understand about marriage and family. So there's more here that I could give you, but I don't have time to get into it. But let me read you this one statement again. There can be no more wonderful physical blessing in this mortal human life than a happy marriage, based on true love, honor, integrity, and faithfulness, especially when there are growing children to love, care for, teach, and rear in the nurture and admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you grasp this colossal truth? Can you? Can I really grasp this? You DO have to study and and really meditate on this. He said, I have given you here the greatest, most precious, and valuable truth you can ever know. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends.
0: A happy marriage is better than a trillion dollars. Learn why. What is behind the attack on traditional marriage and family today? Why would anyone ever want to abolish this greatest truth mankind could ever know? Request our free booklet, Why Marriage, Soon Obsolete, to discover the decades-long plot against the godly form of marriage, against the absolute, unchanging laws that determine happiness and bliss within this divine union. Learn why God places such tremendous value on marriage and why this institution is utterly unique to humans. No animal or angel has ever experienced marriage, and there's a vital reason why. Study Why Marriage? Soon obsolete to find out. Also request our free booklet, The Proof of the Bible. Your Bible is replete with staggering promises, many of which relate to marriage. God's Word even challenges the skeptics to prove these promises false. That's how confident God is in the inspired purpose and ultimate potential of marriage. You'll also receive a copy of our free book, The Missing Dimension in Sex. Sex has been endlessly perverted throughout human history. You need God's pure perspective on this subject, or else you'll never experience the true happiness God intends for all mankind to enjoy. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Why Marriage, Soon Obsolete? The Proof of the Bible and the missing dimension insects. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request Why Marriage, Soon Obsolete, The Proof of the Bible and The Missing Dimension in Sex. Order now! For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083. If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083.